Hi, I'm Sabrina Petrofessa. And I'm Lily Rugo. And this is Earth's Mightiest Fangirls. I'm really excited for today's episode. Today's episode has been a long time coming. I don't even remember when they announced this one. Two years ago? Three years ago. Long time ago. A long time ago. Um, but it's been there, sitting in the back of our brains, and now we've finally witnessed it. A year late, thanks pandemic. But we're here. What's today's movie? We're here. We are talking about Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Which, I'm, ac- I'm also excited for this episode. Um, for anyone who's been listening to our journey along the way, I know how to feel about this movie. But it's here, and let's, let's go. Yeah, so, um, clearly we've both had kind of, like, conflicting feelings about this movie. Um, I think Lily more so than I. <laughs> because, well, at least for me, I just, like, wasn't sure what this movie was gonna be. I, mm-hmm. you know, I just, I just, yeah, I just wasn't sure what this movie was going to be. I was excited for it as much as I was excited for any other Marvel movie, because it's, like, a Marvel mm-hmm. movie. No matter what, it's going to be kind of, like, it's going to be fun. Like, it's yeah. going to be interesting. It's new yeah. blood, new characters. We're excited for that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I'm not, like, the biggest fan of Simu Lu, and neither are you. Oh, I straight up do not like Simu Lu. We can get into a whole rant about him. I thought he did a good job in this movie. Like, congrats on y'all this success. Sure. I still don't like you as a person. And if I ever meet you face to face, I have some serious questions and demands. Yeah. So quite, okay. I don't know. I think like very quickly before we get into the rest of the movie, I feel like we should talk a little bit about that. All right. Because for me, like, okay, I, we have had conversations before where I was like, ah, Simu Lu, like something about him like rubs me the wrong way. Like... Um, and I thought maybe part of that was because I really just didn't like his character in Kim's Convenience. Mm. But you were like, no, like, I don't like him, and there are reasons. And I was like, okay. And you basically, you and Elise both, who is our um, mutual friend, um, just will say he's just like an MR Asian. Like, he's a men's rights activist, like, Asian guy, like... You can do, you can explain this now, but (laughs) I was just saying like, this is, this is the word that I've been hearing and you can explain it from now. Okay. Yeah. For anyone who's not on Asian Twitter, Simu Lu actually, he goes way back in the, like kind of into the YouTube era community. Uh, For anyone who follows Wong Fu Productions, who are like the OGs uh, of Asian American representation, like in the fight for media rep or whatever. And Simu Lu is a Canadian Chinese actor, got his... I think his start, or he started really breaking through with Kim's Convenience, the Canadian sitcom show, uh, which again, he's Chinese, playing a Korean dude, whatever, that happens. And so he got this platform because he's a good looking dude, nothing wrong with his face, quite attractive. That's all there is to him. He just, the more he wanted to get into the like advocacy realm or like standing up and like using his platform and saying something, He's just bland, and he kept saying the same things over and over again, and it was a lot of self-serving and shallow things, which is kind of just how the discussions around media representation go at this point, is they're just, we can, there's bigger issues at hand, and we can move on, and Simu Lu got the Marvel deal. One of the main reasons I wasn't looking forward to this movie is because I don't like Simu Lu at all, and I did not want him to get a platform this big. Um, but he got a Marvel deal and he still kept whining. And that's just what it felt like for years of just him whining when he's about to be in the MCU. So that's the reason he has a lot of other issues. Um, the big, one of the big infamous ones is 
he again he's trying to use his platform to speak about asian things asian asian and asian american and asian canadian things one of them is he tweeted uh at mark Wahlberg saying that like he should be in prison or he should face consequences for um mark Wahlberg famously committed a hate crime when he was here in uh, i believe boston and he beat up two vietnamese men and he never really faced consequences for that and he's had a glowing career since and sima lu called him out rightfully and he got kind of like was the twitter star of the day and we're like cool a few years later Simulu got casted, I have no idea what the movie is, in a Mark Wahlberg movie? Mark Wahlberg production or whatever? And he deleted his tweets calling Wahlberg out. So he's he's just fake. He is very self-serving. All of his advocacy just kind of, it would only benefit him. The, like, the fight for media representation and hot Asian men who get laid on screen, it just benefits him. He doesn't actually care about the community at large. Or I'm, I'm sure if he does does not feel that way. And that's why I don't like Simulu. Whew, that was a monologue while you were turning off your AC. I'm concerned that I'm about to say something that, like, while I turned off my AC, you spoke on, but, um, however, okay. So, yeah, I guess, like, yeah, definitely the Mark Wahlberg thing is not, not a good look at all. Um, yeah. That, that made me kind of, like, because I was, so last night I looked it up. I was like, why do people hate Simulu? Mm -hmm. Because I was just like, I just... You like know. I, I've heard what you've said. I've heard what Elise said. But I, and I know that it, it has to be more than the two of you who don't like him. So I really wanted to like look it up and be like, okay, like is there a compilation of tweets that I can look <laughs> at? Kind of situation. Like I wanted to kind of come in on that level. Mm-hmm. And the only thing that I'd really seen was this thing about Mark Wahlberg. And I don't, I don't know. I guess like because I'm not like directly connected to this community obviously i'm very (laughs) white um in my head i was like i mean if that's the worst thing that you're doing are you really like a bad person yeah that's the thing simulu isn't a bad person and i i know people who genuinely know him as a person and everything i've heard he's like he's a fine dude he's not homophobic he's not transphobic he's not racist or whatever he's just bland yeah i think i said this to you before um and i said it to elise as well i was like you know what i think i was getting so influenced by this like um wow simulu i hate him oh my god Mm -hmm. like that i was starting to kind of think of him the same way i think of chris pratt right and chris pratt is actually like, really problematic on many levels. Yeah, he's just an asshole. Yeah. And, um, and Simu Lu is, like, I feel like more just kind of a misguided, bland person mm-hmm. and shouldn't be getting that kind of, like, uh, charged emotional response from me <laughs> the way that Chris <laughs> yeah. Pratt gets that charged emotional response from me. And right, I mean, right. I'm not here to say that, like, Asian people can't feel that way. Like, you obviously can feel that way about Simu Lu as much as you want, just right. from my perspective. Like, I just was like, I need to rethink this because as a white person, I shouldn't be, like, <laughs> hating on this man for just, like, being basic. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, so I, like, had to take that moment. I was like, wow, step back, Sabrina. (laughs) Like, you need to step back and, like, real reassess how you feel about this man. And now I'm kind of at a place where I'm like, okay, he's not a bad person. I can't, I don't hate him. Mm -hmm. I, he's had some misguided, um, 
moments mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. past, and it's not great that he focuses on like Asian men representation specifically, mm-hmm. and doesn't branch out past that. But like, that's also not like my beef to have with him. Yeah, it's. I think the main thing, not the main thing, but my main thing is with him of just like I want him to move on. Like he f- mm-hmm. has this gigantic platform. He made more money off this one single movie than I'm ever going to see in my entire lifetime. Yeah. And it's, he's not on Canadian sitcom anymore. He's not on YouTube anymore. He can do something. He can really, really do something. And I'm just, you know, Judge Judy meme, tapping my wrist, waiting to see him do it. And I will finally be pro Simulu. And it doesn't even have to be like radical. Like I get it. You're not ready to go full socialist. Cool. Just something as basic as the, like, Simulu scholarship for kids in the arts. Bam. Media representation. Your favorite thing. Done. I don't know if this is playing devil's advocate, and I, but is that a fair expectations to put on him when we don't put that kind of expectation on, like, Chris Evans or Robert Downey Jr. or even um, Anthony Mackie, you know? Yeah. I mean... No, it's not fair, but it's also... Especially since all of those people have definitely said problematic things as well. Yeah, except Chris Evans. Well, yeah. Uh, But, (laughs) like, Anthony Mackie famously said that, like, he doesn't understand why everyone has to make things gay about Uh, Sam and Bucky. No, I think it's a fair point. I think it's just my own personal frustrations with Simu Liu. Yeah. Because, and we'll get into a little bit with Aquafina too, of the Marvel movies where we are in the culture, in the zeitgeist, mean something. Yeah. Like, uh, RDJ, whether he, like, whatever his ties to Iron Man now are at this point, he meant something. Chris Evan continues to mean something. Chadwick Boseman, obviously, meant something. So now we're putting these two actors with, like, you know, problematic, up-for-discussion pasts, and um, I want to see what they're going to do with it. I'll get into it later because I don't, like comparing the three marginalized MCU films we got. But what Black Panther did set a precedent as a movie and as Chadwick Boseman. And it's not it's not great, but it's going to happen and people are going to compare Simulu to Chadwick and like what he does with this role from now on. Three marginal three? I'm counting Captain Marvel. Oh. I I was about to say I was like I I'm very <laughs> confused. What three? It, yeah, it it's not fair and like we shouldn't be treating Simu as the like spokesperson for Asian people. But it's what he is now. Like it sucks to suck, but that's how the game goes and he's yeah. a player. He's a player now. Yeah. And just to quickly mention Aquafina, uh before we really get into I, I, we're going to be really We'll get about into the movie. But Aquafina has a problematic history because she um, very famously used black scent for a very long time to gain fame. Mm-hmm. And um, the black community was like, hey, we really didn't like this. And the second mm-hmm. Aquafina got a little bit of like popularity, she mm-hmm. stopped using that accent. Yeah. Um, and she has since, like, not apologized, said, well, I use that accent because I grew up in, like, Queens, Queens. or something. Yeah. And people have said time and time again, like, it wasn't because you grew up in Queens. Like, you grew up in, like, a like a more affluent area of Queens. Mm-hmm. Like, you didn't grow up with, like, black people. Like, stop right. it. Um, and she hasn't really apologized. And no. that's... And it's not either of our place to apologize or to, like, forgive that of her. Mm -hmm. 
Like that is on that is like for the black community to forgive and forget or not. Mm-hmm. So um, that's that's her problematic history. Yeah, I was surprised because I saw on Twitter um, some people like the Asian side of Twitter were boycotting the movie because they hate Simu Liu, and certain sides of Black Twitter were boycotting the movie because they don't want to support Aquafina. <laughs> Which both sides are equally valid. I just didn't realize this was uh, an online movement that was getting organized. Yeah, I mean, both sides are valid. I don't think it's really organized, but, like, you know, if if a black person doesn't want to see Shang-Chi because of Aquafina, that's fine. If an Asian person yeah. doesn't want to see Shang-Chi because of Simulu, that's fine. But, yeah. like, me, like, as a white people, as a white people, as a white <laughs> person and other white people, if you are boycotting this film based off of those two characters for, or those two actors for those reasons, but you're not boycotting anything Chris Pratt is in, um, then, like, you, you're just, like, you're using, you're, like, you're using this, like, boycott to not have to see the Asian movie, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and... Like, yeah, if you're gonna, if you're gonna be someone who boycotts because of, like, one problematic actor, you're gonna have to boycott most of the Marvel movies because of the one problematic actor. Yeah, you're gonna have to figure out your line and realize a lot of, a lot of famous people cross it. Yeah. It's, it's a dangerous thing to put people on pedestals, but it's also not a bad thing to hold our figures accountable. No, we should hold people accountable. Yeah. Um, but there's, there is... There is a line in the sand, mm-hmm. um, and some people shift it just to, yeah, excuse their racism. Yeah. Um, anyway, on yeah. to the movie. Um, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings is a movie about Shang-Chi, obviously. Do you want me to do the facts first, or do you want to get into the plot? Okay, do, do the facts, and then I'll, I'll do the summary, yeah. It came out Friday, September 3rd, 2021, directed by Destin Daniel Cretton, Cretton, sorry, writing credits to Dave Callahan, uh, Destin Daniel Cretton, Andrew Laham did the screenplay, this is all screenplay, um, Dave Callahan and Destin Cretton did the story, and it stars Simu Liu, uh, Aquafina, legendary Asian and Hong Kong actor, Tony Lung, second side character is uh, Meng R. Zhang, and Michelle Yeoh makes a pretty pretty sizable guest appearance. All right, yes. go into the plot. Yeah. Okay, so this movie is about Shang Chi, and he is living in San Francisco. He's kind of a deadbeat, um, and so is his friend Katie, who is played by Aquafina. And then all of a sudden, um, my dude gets attacked on the bus. And his necklace gets stolen, and he's like, no, because the necklace was given to him by his mom, who was, like, this badass uh, martial artist who could, like, who was also kind of like an airbender. Yeah. Spirit- she had, like, her. the whole point of her clan was they had, like, a spiritual form of martial arts. Yeah. And she's from this, like, town village from another plane called Talo. Um, and... He is basically, so Shang-Chi is like running away from his dad. He doesn't want anything to do with his dad because his dad, from the age of seven, trained Shang-Chi to be an assassin. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like this kind of whole situation happens where the necklace gets stolen and these people are sent by his father. Mm-hmm. And that just means like, like his dad found him 
and now he has to like deal with it you know um but he's he it's he also like meets up with his sister and basically like his dad is trying to break into Tylo, which is like guarded. Mm-hmm. Um, it can't be found. It normally. can't be found unless like you know the path mm-hmm. or and the uh, exact time of day the gate opens. Well, yeah, but I mean, like you know, like the because it, it's guarded by like a changing maze. So unless you know mm-hmm. that like changing maze path or you know this like one specific time of year where you mm-hmm. get a straight shoot to the to the entrance mm-hmm. and the time of day that that's going to be open. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what, uh, that's what the dad needed the necklace from his, his son and his daughter from to find that path. Um, because he believes that his dead wife is behind a gate somewhere being trapped by the people of Talo. Yeah. So lots of action. You okay? Who is the dad? You're the disrespect on Tony Lung right Wen now. Wen Wu. Wen Wu. Sorry. Wen Wu is the dad, and he is the he is the leader of the Ten Rings, and he has literal Ten Rings on his arms, and they have like mystical powers, mm-hmm. and he can like catapult himself. I'm sorry. I was so focused on just getting Shang Chi. Like the disrespect uh, to the dad right now, bro. The dad is like, so, ooh, um, literally. So he's had these ten rings for a millennia, basically. This dude's immortal. Yeah, they say a thousand. Bro is deaf older than a thousand. I... So old. Um, And, like, has just garnered all of this power because of the rings. Um, And so he he met Lee, the mom. Mm -hmm. And... Because he was trying to, like, break into Talo and, like, learn their mystical fighting. Mm-hmm. And um, ta- and the people of Talo were like, no, you're not allowed in here. Oh, no, you cannot. Um, Killed so many people. And so, and so, like, Lee was like, okay, like, they fell in love and they left together. And uh, Wenwu takes, like, takes off the rings for about seven, eight years. I'd say, yeah, at least, like, just short of a decade. Yeah. Um, but then Lee is murdered by his enemies. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, 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 I'm picking these back up. Because yeah. if I had had these on the entire time, she wouldn't be dead. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of, like, the driving force of Wu in this movie. Yeah. Um, I did appreciate the, like, one of the things I liked about this movie is it put the Ten Rings in a lot of context, because I didn't realize how deep they were with the Iron Man lore. Mm-hmm. Um, so this movie kind of got into, like, the Ten Rings isn't just some, like, mystical giant organization. They're, like, they're a crime. I mean, they're, they are. They're everyday crime. One uh, Wu has the, the rings, but the rest of his organization are just a giant crime lord. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're um, kind of like Hydra, but even more secretive. Can I? Okay, I need to. I need to just say this. Yeah. Um, the date that Wenwu and Lee met. Mm-hmm. It was the year nineteen ninety six, which means Shang Chi is it's our age. <laughs> yeah, I saw that, and I was like, "Oh, weird, ninety six. And then I saw Simu Lu, and I was like. 
they must have met 1986. No, they didn't. I mean, sure. I think they're maybe working off of this, like, it's supposed to take place five years in the future, like, because yeah. of the, the... Right. So, uh, he's, I guess, supposed to be 29 or 30. Okay, I can work with that. Both... Simulu and Aquafina are around that age. As long as he didn't get snapped. Which would also make sense as to why the the parents think that they're deadbeats. Katie's parents thinks that she's a deadbeat, but like... Yeah, because they're just valet parkers. They sounded like, you know, your average hooligans. They got in trouble in high school, yeah. but they're also really smart. Like, Katie went to UCB. I love, I love some exposition ba- uh, dialogue. That whole conversation in the beginning of the movie of them and their friends was, like, a rough setup. I don't know. It wasn't my favorite execution of just, like, Katie, you graduated honors from UC Berkeley. Sean, you speak four languages. And I was like, yeah. cool, cool. Just checklisting all of their backstory. Yeah. Let's go. And, like, his, I love that his white name is Sean. I'm sorry. <laughs> it worked. But, but, yeah. the, but they pointed I, out. I did, like, the scene where, like, Katie was like, come, come on. Mm-hmm. Come on. <laughs> you literally went from Shang-Chi to Sean. It's the yeah. same name. I do appreciate, now that we're talking about it, I just realized I like that the screenwriters chose to do that because it's more of a key of how Shang, Shang is supposed to be said. Yeah. Because if they'd gone with something closer to Shang, I mean, it probably still would have been Sean, but Sean is closer to how Shang is supposed to be said. So yeah. like, good for the writers. Yeah. Um, bad for <laughs> Shang-Chi for being an idiot. <laughs> yeah but hey whatever yeah. um all right so the second half of the movie simu and i'm gonna refer to them by their actor names a lot i'm sorry shang chi and katie go to macau to meet his little sister yes who is a badass she's awesome this is her actress's first big role yeah yeah mm-hmm. she's like completely unknown and yeah. she met her husband on set oh her husband cool. was a stunt coordinator Oh, that's what I wanted to look up. That's really cool, though. I love yeah. that for her. Um, and, like, that... And they got married, and apparently, like, Aquafina and Simu, like, threw, like, a big party for them because it wasn't, of course like, they a, did. like, of anything. Yeah. But, like, they threw a big, like, karaoke party for them. Oh, that's fun. Like, yeah. Okay. Shaoling. I love her. Badass woman. But I didn't trust her the entire movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because, so, Shang-Chi left his father's compound at age 14 and never came back. And and he promised his sister that he'd be back in three days. So he just left her in the dust. Yep. Um, Common theme in this family. And it was very clear from the get-go that she was like, hey, you suck. Yeah. She rightfully really mad at him. So I was like, I don't trust you. Mm, And... mm -hmm. I, the entire movie, I was just waiting for her to be like, actually, I'm on dad's side this entire time. Like, oh, okay. Like, I was just waiting for that moment. Okay. Um, and it never happened, which I was Mm -hmm. grateful for. Right. But this woman left her dad, like, snuck out of her dad's compound at the age of, like, 16 or 17. Yeah, a few years when she realized Shang-Chi wasn't coming home. Yeah. And built an underground fighting ring. Yep. Which is like, 
Wong's cardio. It's his gym, apparently. Oh, so when I saw that, <laughs> I was dying. I loved that because, like, we'd seen him in the trailer. So I thought, and also based off the Far From Home trailer, I was like, oh my god, something's happened to Wong. He's gone undercover or he's, like, gotten kidnapped. He's in trouble. No. No, I think that he's <laughs> literally just... It's his hobby. He was probably on his way to his fight when he was like, strange, don't do that spell. And just like, okay, yeah. and he went. And like, yeah. and his fighting buddy, he, he like, was his fighting buddy. Like, that was like, Wong it was, was like giving him... From Hulk. But like, Wong was giving him like, yeah. expertise. And being like, this is how yeah. you should fight. It's his gym buddy. It's so fun. I like, it was such like a fun little cameo. Mm -hmm. I was not mad, and I thought it was just, I loved it. I loved it so much, and I was, like, really relieved, because I saw the magic, and I was like, oh, God, is that strange? Mm -hmm. And then it wasn't, and I was like, thank God. Yeah, I'm glad Wong was able to hang out and show up, but he also didn't, like, it didn't become a Doctor Strange movie, if that makes sense. Even if Strange wasn't there, it didn't, like, his magic wasn't all over the place. This is the cameo that we deserve from every movie like something yeah, really small and, and brief not like they are part of the movie right we need we need that connection of you know in phase one it was clark Gregg of right. the connection and then yeah. i think like now you can be more creative with it you don't need one yeah. character who's popping in and out yeah of all of the movies but like yeah to have the like drop-in of other characters here and there but not take over not take over the movie is what we need to keep the mcu kind of connected especially in an origin movie yeah like the sequels sure have a bit more fun but especially in the origin movie we need to focus on what shang chi's uh journey is yeah so anyways he picked he picks up his sister he picks up his sister but doesn't because then uh the ten rings attack um mm-hmm. Take, fell for a trap, pretty much. Yeah. Take uh, Zha Ling's necklace. Mm-hmm. And um, then, you know, Shang is going and, like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, like, get the necklace. And he fights, like, one of the guys that, like, tortured him the most as a child. Yeah, I would say, like, the lead, the top assassin, who yeah. was also his teacher, who's, like, this, like, ninja. He... Shang was like legit. I w- I was like kill him. Like I was so I wanted him to kill this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was about to. Yeah. But then his dad showed up. Yeah. And his dad has his sister and Katie, like, sent off. There, like. Oh yeah. Like, threatening them, and you know there's this like moment where, Shang and when we like touch heads. And they all end up going to the compound together. Right. Um, I, I also have to say, I guess hate Simu Lu as much as you want, but I'm so glad that he actually speaks Chinese and that they did that. Like, they did that in the movie. Yeah. You know, yeah. they were like, we're, we're going we're gonna to do a good portion of the dialogue in Chinese. Yeah. Um, even Katie, because Aquafina's uh, multi- half Korean, half Chinese, and her character, you know, her parents and her family speaks Chinese, but I liked that the ABC touch there of, like, she can understand it. She can say, like, basic things to her grandma. She can't speak it the, yeah. to the same level of um, Shang-Chi and Xiaoling, who were, like, grew up in China and just, like, kept to that language. Yeah. Um, 
And so, yeah, I really liked the amount of ways that it was like, there were times when they were speaking in English and then there were times that were just like, it didn't feel like forced every time they switched languages. It was just like, no, it was, it was a natural kind of, we're bilingual and we speak these languages together, Mm -hmm. even though, uh, Shang is like a polyglot or something. Um, right. But that, that's the thing is that like, I love characters who speak more than one language, and I think that often movies don't cast people who can actually speak those languages, so they don't utilize that part of the character. Yeah, yeah. But they actually utilized that part of the character in this one, mm-hmm, which is mm-hmm. what I, I personally just love. I love that they did that. It was really nice to see. Yeah. And like I said, it fit. It made sense. But we, you know what? It's interesting. I actually really did enjoy this movie. And now that I'm thinking back on like kind of plot and stuff, I'm like, what? Like, what goes hell? What's next? Like, um, it feels yeah. convoluted, but like super simple at the same time. Like, there's a lot of moving parts to the one yeah. specific plot. Anyways, a lot of what I saw re- review wise of the movie was that like strong first half, weaker third to fourth half because they had to really get into more of the like the lore versus yeah. his origin yeah um so the after so in the trailer i was like why why are there suddenly magical beings how did they suddenly end up why is there a dragon why are they running across a field with other mystical beings what happened yeah here's what happened so they had the reveal the special effects and the cgi budget for this movie I gotta know. I gotta know how much money they spent. It was insane. So, because they have the reveal. Yeah. They have the map reveal. So, uh, Wu puts the little pendants from the siblings into this statue dragon. Water comes out everywhere, and then it starts floating, and it reveals the magical map. It's really cool. Um, So then they have to, it becomes like a race of uh, Wu who wants to destroy the village to free his wife, versus the siblings who want to protect the village because they think their dad is crazy. Um, and, and then, yeah. and then, oh my God, yes, this is the thing we need to talk about. <sighs> they get, they get, when Shang, when Shang and Zhaoling are like, we're not with you, we're not doing this. He puts them in like prison, basically. Like, he, yeah. and then they, they're like down there and they're like, what do we do? What are we supposed to yeah. do? Like, what's going to go on? And Zhaoling just kind of like disappears. Mm-hmm, and this mm-hmm. is again, a part where I was like, I don't trust this bitch. Like, <laughs> where did she go? Um, mm-hmm. And then you hear this kind of, like, screaming noise, and my right. brain went, Trevor. I knew it immediately, too. Like. <clears throat> Just because of one thing, but we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. I was like, there's no way that that's not Trevor. Like, oh, yep. my God. Um, and then they walk in, and there's Trevor. <gasps> and yep. I was like, wow, what is happening? <laughs> I... I was really glad to see him. I thought it was really funny. Mm. And then, like, this, like, little magical being, like, headless thing. I hate, yeah. Um, showed up, and Trevor was like, I can- I understand what he's saying. Because he just makes, like, little cute noises. Yeah. <laughs> um, and this is, this is basically how they get to Talo, because this being yeah. is like, what, what did they name him? Morris. Morris. Trevor named him Morris. Morris um, can see the path. Yeah. And get them to Talo. Yeah. Um, yeah. But they can't not take Trevor because they can't hear Morris. Um, yeah. They can't understand Morris. Um, so there's that. Uh, I'm really glad his cameo was really fun. 
But then it got a little annoying. And so I'm really glad once they got to Talo, he faded a little bit. Yeah. And I was like, okay, good. We can get back to the main movie. Because I, I was also like, why is he so much in this now? Yeah. Uh, it was a little weird. I was kind of like, mm, I don't like this. Um, yeah. Uh, but then they're at Talo. Um, and... Yeah, like you said, he fades to the background, and we get kind of more of this, uh, more of the backstory, more of the lore here. Yeah. Because the movie literally starts with lore. It literally, like, the opening sequence is Lee explaining everything to Shang-Chi and being like, this is the, this is yeah. the magic. And so yeah. now we're at the magic place, and they're explaining even more of the magic. So mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, I get how... I get why reviewers were like, it just gets so bogged down with learning the lore. Yeah, which I think is going to be the trap of any origin movie, you know? Yeah. Especially an origin movie where, like, he's not tied to any past Avengers. He hasn't shown up yet. Audiences far and wide don't know his story the same way they know, like, Spider-Man. Yeah. So, like, It's a lot of introduction. It had to happen. Yeah. I'm not mad. Um, So, basically, Talo is set up to protect this gate from demons yeah pretty much alien demons and they are protected by a dragon who lives Mm -hmm. in the water Mm -hmm. and the dragon will like give scales and like i assume it just shed them like every now and then they go down to the beach and completely willing it's not like the the dragon's not dead or hurt or anything so Um, the, the, the dragon is, like, willingly giving the, the people yeah. of Talo, like, its actual being scales yeah. and stuff to be able to build, like, weapons and armor and stuff against yeah. these creatures if they ever escape the gate. Right. Um, and so we find out that, like, something behind the gate is putting thoughts into, uh, Wen Wu's mind Mm-hmm. To, in his wife's voice in his in wife's Ling's voice, voice to get him to come and destroy the gate because the the creature knows that the only thing that could possibly open that gate are the ten rings mm-hmm. and interesting that it happens now I mean of course it's convenient but I guess it's because before uh, Wu didn't have anything he cared about Yeah, the same way he cared about his wife <laughs> so like because Michelle Yeoh, whose character's name I just forgot, Ming Yingnan, Yingnan. She's like, people have come before, and every time they come, they're always like, the like you're holding someone hostage. The voice told me to. So I, my theory is that no, demon it, is... it's not, it's not that specific thing. It's just like, it's their greatest desire. It might not be a person, but it's like their greatest desire. Behind that gate could be riches. Behind that gate could be yeah anything it's it's drawing them there yeah um so i guess the demon just finally found it finally found one woo <laughs> it finally had a desire strong enough because again one woo's had these rings for at least two thousand years i mean and maybe now he cares maybe he was uh initially brought to talo by the monster yeah but lee was enough to kind of divert any yeah. of those thoughts um, Lee is nothing, nothing but a plot device, unfortunately. Yeah, and then, but once, once Lee dies, the monster behind the gate is like, oh, my opening. Nothing, nothing can stop me now. You know. Yeah. Yeah, and then we get we get these really great scenes between um, 
auntie, I can't, I can't remember her name. I'm so sorry. But uh, Michelle Yeoh and, uh, and Shang-Chi. And Shang-Chi is, like, learning the art of, like, their, like, mystical fighting style, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a lot of them saying, you have to come to terms with who you are, the good and mm-hmm. the bad. And for a lot of the movie, Shang-Chi is trying to forget the bad. Like, he's mm-hmm. he's hiding. He's been in hiding for so long, yeah. he doesn't know how to embrace that part of himself that mm-hmm. was raised by an assassin. Mm-hmm. Um, he wants to ignore that part of himself. And this is kind of the, the turning point where they're like, you have to reconcile all of these different feelings within you to be able to you know fully embrace this yeah um and i liked i liked the kind of literal physical movement of like look you're fighting with your fists you're closed off open your palms now Mm -hmm. like you have more movement flexibility um and the the big fight finally happens Mm -hmm. it's uh the ten rings versus the people of talo and uh when wu manages to get by everybody because obviously um and yeah shang chi like everyone is like go go to your go to your father like you're probably the only one who can fight fight um him and they 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 have the fight everything comes to blows and we think that at this point shang chi's like okay like i i'm good like i know i'm embrace he, it's like he's only fully embracing the bad at this point because he's like i'm yeah. gonna be the thing that my father t- uh created me to be and mm-hmm. i'm gonna kill him mm-hmm. so he's only fully embracing the bad which is why mm-hmm. in this initial showdown he does not win no he gets blasted by the rings into the water blasted by the rings into the water and it is only after Shang meets the the dragon. I'm really mad that this spoil that the teaser put the dragon in there. That the tra- I'm really mad that the trailer put the dragon in there. I the reveal of seeing the real dragon would have been so much bigger if it wasn't in the trailer. Honestly, I I did not remember any bit of the trailer, so I was like. <laughs> I, I did get blown away. I was like, whoa! Oh, good. good. We see the dragon! <laughs> like, I didn't think the dragon was real. Like, I mean, I thought, right. I knew that the dragon was real, but I didn't think that we were gonna see the dragon. Yeah, like, it was still around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I just was like, like, like the, I thought it was gonna be the kind of situation where it's like, the dragon will not come out because, like, it is... I don't, I don't know. I just didn't think we were gonna see it. Yeah, for some reason, I will... For some reason, with the MCU, we've been trained to believe that, like, yeah, aliens, wizards, sure, radioactive spiders, let's go. But, for yeah, for some reason, the idea of the dragon showing up, I was like, nah. But then we <laughs> see the dragon, like, Shang-Chi Then we see the dragon, along the with water. a bunch of other mythical creatures. Yes. Like, Morris isn't the only one. We see a lot of other, I can't think we of what they're like called in Chinese. like, a griffin, kind of? Well, the, the nine-tailed foxes and the big lion cats. The big yeah, lions that you yeah, see every yeah, Lunar yeah, New that. Year. The only thing I could, like, think of was to compare it to was a griffin, which is not accurate at all. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, like, it was, it was very clearly, like, all characters, um, creatures that come from, like, 
Chinese lore too. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, we see we see the dragon, and the dragon like breathes life back into Shang Chi, mm-hmm. and then they this go is and also fight. Shang-Chi's people he is a protector yeah it's his mom's side and then they go like then like Shang-Chi comes from the water riding the back of this dragon and I was like whoa like I was so I don't know I was so excited like I yeah. it was I don't know say what you will if you didn't like this scene I don't care I loved it <laughs> like I thought it was so fucking cool we'll get into the the rest of it, okay. But the CGI, like, CGI nonsense pretty much ensues after this. It's yeah. cool as hell. Yeah. I am so proud of them for, like, good for them for all of this. Yeah. Um, I can't imagine how much it cost. I would love, I would kill to see the behind the scenes of, like, what was mm-hmm. Simu Lu holding on to? Like, I just, what, like, you know, probably just a giant apparatus, like a roller coaster. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved it. I loved it when Xia Ling got on the dragon yes. because this is also her family. Yes. Uh, Xia Ling was not treated well the entire no. movie, which is, I think, on purpose by the screenwriters. I think based off the end and who she is as mm-hmm. a character, part of it I read was just like, their dad's not a good person and he's patriarchal. Like, he's old school Chinese patriarchal. Yeah. Um, he, they're also like... I hate to say it, but it's Shang-Chi's movie. Mm-hmm. He is going to be the lead. Yeah. Could they have treated the sister better? Yes. Did they? No. Um, but what I really wanted, because we get some really cool fight scenes and fight choreography mm-hmm. between uh, Shang-Chi and Wen Wu, which, by the way, still don't like Simu Lu. Good for him. He did his own stunts. If yeah. he didn't do, like, 99% of them, he did at least 95. That Simu Lu trained real yeah. hard for this movie. Yeah, he really did. And it showed like who the fight choreography insane i could go on about it for hours and i will later mm-hmm. but um what i really wanted was for the family to get into a fight i really wanted to see Xiaoling team up with her brother <laughs> to fight their dad mm-hmm. and we never got that moment yeah then anyway, we got them riding the dragon together i loved that for them but we do get so i i do want to talk about um the like actual final fight between shang chi and wen wu because yeah. it is like such there is a lot of power behind that scene um mm-hmm. so clearly we said before it's not until after shang chi meets the dragon where he's fully embracing both sides of him the good and the bad because this is where we finally get um shang chi like doing the same moves that his mother did in the beginning of the the film where mm-hmm. she was redirecting what everything that Wen Wu was doing and um, like taking control of the rings, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, it was honestly just such a good scene to watch because you are seeing. I I love like a beast mode uh, mm-hmm. scene, and this was the beast mode scene. This was Shang Chi coming into his full power mm-hmm. and. When each of them has five rings, mm-hmm. man, I absolutely <laughs> thought, like, I was, like, dying in my seat. I was like, oh, my God, this is so cool. I'm so, yeah. like, and then when Shang-Chi finally, like, takes control of all of the rings, and he's legit, he's about to kill his dad. Right. And he just doesn't do it. He does that thing, like, yeah. you're a hero, you don't kill people. But, like, I was like, ah. Like, whatever, I don't care. Like, kill your dad. I don't care. Um, But 
it was it was such a powerful moment because the two of them have both come to this kind of understanding mm-hmm. like i like when wu finally like sees his son for who he is and shang chi is no longer like afraid of this man right and then the thing comes out of the gate yeah and pulls this is like the the dumb redemption moment that i don't appreciate on most redemption things but like mm-hmm. um the rings are on the ground so when was able to pull them all back to himself and then thrust shang chi out of the way of this monster right and then when wu gets taken by the monster and right. in those moments that i felt dr- that dragged on quite frankly i watched too much of this man getting his soul sucked <laughs> you know like i just it think was that- very long i kept waiting for something else to happen yeah but it was it did there was like you were watching and you were in it and then there was a moment of like you're yeah. still here <laughs> and th- and this was the moment where wen wu like released the rings to shang chi yeah like here here take it right and finally be who you are meant to be kind of moment mm-hmm. yeah. um which was just perfect i think yeah yeah but yeah i really loved that scene um and not to just like burst through the rest of the movie but basically like my dude fights the the big monster but the dragon is inevitably the one that actually like yeah fights fights it off and puts it back behind the gate um well, okay, so the thing about the final monster fight, um, the, the the big final fight, it isn't really between Shang-Chi and anybody. It is, it's the monster fight. And I yeah. I think they did this intentionally. It reminded me a lot of Godzilla movies, yeah. uh, whether that was meant to or not. But I, like, that is still a touchstone of Asian, or of, of Asian cinema, or mm-hmm. how people think of Asian cinema, is the giant monster fight. Mm-hmm. And I enjoyed it. I was like, cool, I see what you did here. The only other thing I'm going to get touch on is I'm really mad about. So at one point, the monster gets a tentacle around Xia Ling and Simu uh, Shang-Chi hangs on to her. And she's like, let go, do it, it's okay, let go. And the entire time, because one hand on the dragon, one hand on her, I was just like, give her the rings. You have five of them. You can do it. Just give oh. her half the rings. And he wasn't. He wasn't. And I was like, just give her half the rings. You, It's an even number. There's two of you. She can have them. You can have them. Hmm. It's going to be great. Didn't I didn't happen. think she never that. got she never got her hands on the goddamn rings and I was like why why was this scene so long if you weren't going to give her half of the rings I was so pissed she basically was one of those I'm not going to let you go again moments mm-hmm. and I was like sure that works too I guess but you had like the whole thing we were gripping each other's hands and there were just five glowing rings on his arm that he could have just easily just like passed on to his sister mm. I was so mad I didn't even think about that. I didn't even think about that, quite frankly. The whole, the, the treatment of Shaoling was pretty rough to watch mm-hmm. um, because it's one of the stereotypes, I think, of Chinese culture and of Asian culture. Sons are treated better and it's a stereotype because it's true and it's annoying. Sorry, there's even that moment like on the compound where Shaoling says to Aquafina, just stay quiet and don't speak unless you're spoken to. That's how I survived being here. And you see yeah. Ling kind of go back into that like mentality when she's there. Yeah. Um, I mean, every, yeah, she reverts. For yeah. Sure. But it's annoying to see played out because it's one of those, like, it's one of those things that happens because it's true, but it's also used as, like, anti Chinese propaganda because I can't think of a smaller word. So it was annoying to see it play out on the big screen mm-hmm. as well. 
But I also think it's because it's Xiaoling's villain origin story. I think she's going to become yeah. a, an anti-hero yeah. as the trilogy moves on. And then other, other one last thing. I'm just going to talk about the fight choreography. It was so pretty. It was classic it was so yeah. Chinese martial arts movie. The the slowdowns that they had. Anytime things got really slow, like kind of slow motion, or you would see like a fist go by like an inch from their face mm-hmm. or whatever. Classic Chinese it was gorgeous, and I love the ode that they played to those martial arts movies. Mm-hmm. Um, the, like, off-the-walls physics-defying um, stunts and moves they did was beautiful to watch. I really enjoyed that. Best fight choreography in the MCU. And I've seen a lot of people talk about, or not a lot, maybe it was just Straw Hat. Anyways. <laughs> just Straw Hat. <laughs> it was probably just Straw Hat. This is, Shang-Chi doesn't have any powers. Like, the whole movie is him getting the rings, right? So... The fight choreography has to be really, really good. It's not even like Iron Fist, where Iron Fist has can like they can like do a CGI mm-hmm. big punch. It's it's hand to hand the whole time. This is the sorry to Captain America best fight choreography in yeah, the MCU. Yeah, no, because it had to be completely completely accurate. It was the yeah. best. Like, and I think there were definitely moments where it was like no human being could do that. But canonically, Shang Chi, as someone without powers, is the strongest fighter in marvel hands down he is the strongest hand-to-hand fighter in marvel um to like to that end could probably take down captain america in a fight hands down could probably take down Winter soldier in a fight hands down like yeah um there's just like a lot that he he's he is one of the strongest non he is the strongest non magical person mm-hmm. in the MCU. Yeah, and like non magical is a stretch, especially after this movie. It's like he's got these kind of like extra, he's gonna have the rings. He's got he's the rings, and he's got kind of that extra like talo like thing going on. So yeah. definitely, if anything else, this movie is worth seeing for the fights. Like the fights are Absolutely. so good. It is such a good action movie. It is. It's top tier. And also, um, Aquafina obviously didn't do her own driving stunts. But um, Katie's character, I really liked how she was so good at driving. That was really yeah. fun to see. And those, everyone loves a good fight scene in a car. This was great. The bus fight scene yeah. from the trailer, top so tier. Good. The fight scene of they drive and escape the compound, also top tier. Yeah. Um, it's. I'm definitely gonna watch it a few more times. Even yeah, just for the. Fight oh, I'm scene. seeing it tomorrow. I want to see it again soon. I'm seeing um, it tomorrow. I'm really excited. I but like speaking of Katie, speaking of Katie. Yeah. Before we move on, I am so glad that they did not pursue a romance. I swear to God, it's too good to be true. Because if at any point Simu Liu kisses Aquafina, I'm going to be pissed because they had no chemistry. Like, they didn't, that wasn't the direction of their chemistry like that. So if they force it, I'm going to be pissed. I don't, I don't think that they had no chemistry at all. Yeah. Like, they definitely had that friendship chemistry. Like, I, I could believe that they were, like, bros, you know? They're absolutely bros, yeah. But, like, I was so glad, like, when the grandmother was like, when are you getting married? And Simu was like, we're just friends. We're just friends. Right. And there wasn't any, like, wistful, like, we're just friends. It was just, nah. And yeah. then at the end, when, like, they kind of reunited and there was a hug, mm-hmm. I was like, I swear to God, if he kisses her, I'm going to be so... M-. Like, just like yeah. just like you said, like, I was I, w- I was going to be there, too. I was like, no, 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 no. so pissed. And then yeah. it didn't happen, and I was like, Whew. Yeah. Relief. There were moments that, like, in any other forced relationship that, that I think... There's a moment when she com- comforts uh, Shang-Chi, and he's, he's too angsty. 
and by the water, I was like, that would have been one moment. Mm-mm. The hug at the end. And then they are sitting, because they're having, they're having a funeral for the, the people who died in the battle. Yeah. And they're sitting, and uh, Katie puts her head on Shang-Chi's shoulder. And that was, for me, it was just like, uh-oh. But yeah, then nothing same. else happened afterwards. And I was like, okay. And the end of the movie where they walk off together, I was like... At least at the funeral, like, that's just a comforting yeah. thing to do with your friend, because, like, you just experienced that, you know? Yeah, that's what I thought, and I was like, this is fine, but I was worried. Yeah. No, same. Like, I, I think we're on the same, every time we saw those moments, we were both probably like, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> and just to keep going on Katie, I think that yeah. she was a superfluous character. Mm. I I think that genuinely, you could have taken her out of the movie, and it would not have been very hard to, like tweak the script Mm. for her to be unnecessary like Mm -hmm. you didn't need her to have that moment with the arrow where she shot the thing in the throat you didn't need her to be the driver you didn't like i mean you needed her to be the driver in like the bus scene you needed a driver in that scene right um but like it could have been anyone like, like <laughs> you know it, it like the the actual bus driver just didn't have to be knocked out um right and like i just like i think that she was completely unnecessary to the movie in the way that i think that a second one could happen and she could just they could just not cast aquafina again oh that's a strong take they could yeah. fix this to not have her in the movies anymore because there was such a backlash to her being in it in the first place. That would be interesting. I don't think they're going to, but that'd be interesting. And I'm not saying, like, recast the character. I'm just saying get rid of Katie. That's interesting. I'm the opposite. I think every superhero needs their sidekick. And, like, I don't want to call Xiaoling the sidekick, but she's obviously ju- she's obviously one not. She's setting up to be the anti-villain. She's a foil. Or anti-hero. Uh, yeah. Um, and also, like, I don't know, I, it made sense, Katie's archetype, to be there. And I'm glad she was there as the, the friend, the, like, mm-hmm. humanizing figure to, to be there for him in his new life, his not, his not his childhood life. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm the opposite. I think, I would be sad if Katie got written out, but I see your point of, like, if they wanted, if they don't want Auk around anymore, that's what they'll do. I just think that there was so much controversy over her casting that, I can see them, I can see Marvel wanting to get rid of her, and I don't think it's necessarily a bad decision for them to want to get rid of her. I would be pissed, though, if they got rid of Aquafina and not Chris Pratt. Aquafina, what the things Aquafina has done, the things Chris Pratt have done are not the same, you know? And it's different because Chris Pratt is Star-Lord, like, yeah. he's a much bigger character, but, like, if they were like, oh, we'll rewrite some things for Backlash, I was like, Chris Pratt is right there. They did do it to James Gunn, and that was a whole other situation that's not like this. Yeah, but James Gunn is back in the fold. Yeah. So I would I would actually be mad if they, they wrote Aquafina because of Backlash and didn't do anything about Chris Pratt. That's valid. That's valid. Yeah. And the other, other one last thing I'll say about Aquafina specifically is I, as much as I don't want her to be with, I don't want Katie and Shang-Chi to get together, I did have a moment of like, you know what, if she is the romantic lead, good for Aquafina because I think she gets cast and seen as this like unattractive woman. Mm-hmm. And that's not always true. And so I was like, if she ends up being the love interest, I was like, you know what, good for Aquafina. She <laughs> not everyone has to look like Gemma Chan to be considered pretty, you know? No. I just I just didn't want it to happen. 
I didn't want it to happen. So if she gets with a, a, a someone, who knows? Maybe Katie's queer. If she gets with someone later, great. Just not Shang-Chi. Yeah. I guess on to the after credit scenes, because I think both of them are worth talking about. Right. The first one is, so Wong shows up and is like, okay, you guys have to come with me. And right. it's just set up, I think, for the next Shang-Chi yeah. uh, trailer. Yeah. Or trailer We movie. know the formula. Um, but the people in this scene are Carol Danvers <laughs> and Bruce Banner. And when I say Bruce Banner, I say Bruce Banner. There is no, Bruce, Bruce. there is no Professor Hulk happening here. Yeah, I was really glad to see that. I don't know why, I don't know how, but I am incredibly happy. I'm so happy. Yeah, it's, it's nice to just see Bruce. And like, Straw Hat did a very... Uh, interesting video being like maybe this is um, telling of the there is like a conflict now with between Hulk mm. and Banner um, uh. and that's why Hulk was like nah 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 you don't get this anymore mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and like whatever I don't care why I don't care how again I'm just so happy that yeah. it was like that and it, it was just such a fun after credit scene as well because like Carol had to peace out and was like, Bruce will give you my number. And Bruce is just like, I don't have her number. She does this a lot. <laughs> and yeah. just that moment of them, of, of Wong being like, your life is going to change forever <laughs> now. Like it, yeah. it was just like a hair's breadth away from being like, you're an Avenger now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm really excited to see the Shang-Chi crew meet. Like I want to see the ensemble. I'm excited for yeah. him to see and, see what his vibe is with the other avengers yeah it, it is it is fun to be at a point where i'm excited for a crossover again yeah he, i want to see him like sparring with uh with sam you know yeah teaching um, teaching bucky some moves yeah I don't know. and then the second after credit scene also i i texted you when i was waiting for the second after credit scene because i was like i forgot how long it takes to wait for this yeah yeah but that so uh, shang chi earlier had said my sister is working right now to dismantle my father's, like, organization. Uh-huh. And then this second after credit scene is, uh, starts with Zha Ling in her room taking down, like, posters and stuff. Like, it's her childhood bedroom. Yep. And then someone comes in and is like, oh, I, I think the, the, the no-arm guy. Yeah, come, razor fist. Yeah. Comes in and is like, hey, uh, they They're need ready. you. They're ready or whatever. And she steps out. And sits down on the throne and has, like, the ten (laughs) ring symbol behind her. And Mm -hmm. I saw this and I was like, I knew it. (laughs) I knew I couldn't trust you. I knew it. Like, I knew it. I was so (laughs) vindicated in that moment. Yeah. I I wasn't with you. I I trusted her the entire time because I figured, like, yeah, you don't want to... Why would you want to uphold your father's legacy? So this moment I was just like... Oh, that was, this was the oh moment for me. Yeah, I mean, I think, like, there was a certain point where I did start to trust Jaling. Like, I was like, okay, Mm -hmm. like, clearly you don't want Talo to be destroyed. Yeah. And, like, she's a rational person and was like, okay, well, if my dad wins, then it's not just going to be Talo destroyed. It's going to be the whole entire universe. Right. Um, And so, like, there was a point that I trusted her, like, and, like, when they when she was on the dragon at the end of the movie, I was like, yeah, like yes, you do yeah, that, like you do love that. Seeing siblings reconcile, it yeah. was so good. Yeah. Um, 
But like this, I, but there was just like they didn't give us enough of her in the movie, mm. and didn't give her enough like breath or space. I feel like for mm-hmm. us to fully trust her or know her as a character, right? Um. So. And like, even if they were, I'd like. They didn't even lay down the shady groundwork enough, I feel like, for me to have earned that feeling of mistrust for her. <laughs> right. But at the same time, I, I think I was just, like, following patterns, you know? I was like, okay, like, mm-hmm. this is kind of what's happening here. And right. when it finally, like, came out, like, when that scene happened, like, that was the vindication. I was like, okay. Like, maybe in the next one, we're going to get a lot more of her because she's going to be the, the villain, the foil. Like, yeah, I don't think she's going to build the Ten Rings or rebuild the Ten Rings to the level of her father, necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, like, maybe she's not only seeking power the way that he only sought out, out power, but it doesn't hurt to fill that vacuum. Like, she, wa- she wanted yeah. an empire. She did, and it's her birthright. Not gonna lie. No, it is her birthright. She wa- it's her birthright. She wanted the empire. She saw the opportunity. She's got the empire now. I I definitely saw the same way of just like she's going to re- rebuild the ten rings. However, in her own image, like how yeah. she wants it, she's gonna rebrand. Yeah. Um, and my roommates, the people who I saw it with, were like, "Oh, I didn't," because I kept calling Shaoling an anti-villain in the future, and she's like, "Why do you think Shaoling's gonna be an anti-villain?" I was like, "Did you see the?" Did we witness the same final scene? Did you see how she sat on the chair? She wasn't dismantling shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you don't sit on the chair like that if you're about to take it down. No. I I mean, I think that she's going to be, like, this very interesting, morally great character. Um, I don't want her to be full villain, because I don't want her to go away, and I don't want her to get taken down. I want her to stay morally great. I want her to be anti-hero. Kind of like Loki. Yeah, that'd actually be really interesting, um, to have a character similar to Loki, but for Shang-Chi. I, it's the same sibling dynamic. (laughs) That's why I didn't trust her. It's the same sibling dynamic. The favored sibling. Oh my God. My brain just exploded. Wow. Okay. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Let's, let's just move on from that because my, my brain just exploded. Oh my God. (laughs) I mean, makes sense. So the last thing I'll say is before I uh, saw the movie, uh, there was this series of articles going around that people are like, read this before you see Shang-Chi. And I was like, fine. And it kind of went into the history of his character and the history of the Mandarin. And obviously, when both of these things came out, they were really, really racist. They mm-hmm. were just really racist caricatures. Uh, the Mandarin specifically, and then Shang-Chi was just like average kung fu guy. So the reason that Wen Wu had... One, a name. He had his own goddamn name instead of being called the Mandarin the whole time. And two, they called out the Mandarin, like the Iron Man 3 Mandarin, which I liked. Um, And the reason he had such a big role and they really played up his history and they had so many flashbacks of the family seeing him as a father and stuff like that is because they just wanted to humanize him instead of Mm -hmm. really, instead of um, kind of lean into his, this villainous oriental man kind of a thing, which obviously Marvel wasn't going to do in 2021. But I am glad that, one, they got an actor with the depth of Tony Lung to play a role like this. Uh, I think a lesser actor would have made this look a little little cheesy, little, little just classic villainous Asian father. And Tony Lung really brought the the depth, the emotion of like 
what his family meant to him, what mm-hmm. losing his wife meant to him. Yeah. Um, and how he really destroyed his, his family after that. They also, um, like, pointed out the name thing in a scene where, um, mm-hmm. where he was like, my name is Wenwu, and, like, was like, Katie, what's your Chinese name? Yeah. And yeah. he went to say, like, names are important. Like, yeah. they did kind of, it was kind of like a call out, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah. But this, I'll, I will link it. This article series was really good to add perspective to why people hadn't heard of Shang-Chi before as a character. Um, why Iron Man 3 took the, the route they did with the Mandarin. Because I remember that was a big discussion point mm-hmm. when Iron Man 3 came out. Um yeah, it was read all three. They're really good. The third one is, of course, of like, yeah, this movie is a big deal for Asians, but it's not the end all be all. You can yeah. sc- you can probably skip that one. The first two are really cool. I mean, okay, so not to like harp on the Mandarin too much, but like, I I like that they, I think they combined characters for Wenwu. They combined like mm. the Mandarin and Shang Chi's father. Like, I don't think the Mandarin is traditionally his father. Um and that they and i think shang chi is traditionally half half asian because his father is a white guy but they changed it clearly Mm -hmm. for him to be fully asian fully chinese or i mean i can you even call wenwu chinese because of how (laughs) old he is China's old, I mean, too, though. Yeah, so. I was going to say, he's, he's at least from the Chinese Empire. We'll go with that. Yeah. But, yeah, but, um, which is, I think, a good move, because I think, I'm, I'm sh- I think I saw that, like, Shang-Chi's father is traditionally, like, someone who's, like, wearing yellow face and is just not, like, a, mm-hmm. not a great representation at all. Yeah, like, classic racist portrayal. Yeah, so... Yeah. I think that the change that they made was good. And um, I think we said it in our Iron Man 3 episode, but the the way that the Mandarin got portrayed in that was to to show how easy it is to manipulate the people with an Asian-sounding, Chinese-sounding, yeah. like, terrorist. Because... China is often propped up in American society as, like, the big bad. Yeah, yellow peril. It's some classic shit. Yeah, so... I mean, look at the pandemic we're living in. Exactly. Just just the absolute vitriol that has happened because of this pandemic and the racism that has spiked because of this pandemic is horrific. But, um... Yeah, I think, like, I genuinely think that the way that they did the Mandarin in Iron Man 3 was really cool because that they because they were playing with that, like, thought. Yeah, I thought they handled the Mandarin well in, in Like, Iron the Man real 3. terrorist was some white guy who was government-backed and wanted to right. scapegoat some random, like, Orientalist, like, terrorist, mm-hmm. um... And then in this movie, it's like, no, well, we're gonna, we're gonna show you what, like, the real, mm-hmm. the real Mandarin looks like, and the, the man, the real Mandarin is gonna make fun of the fact that you called him the Mandarin. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I think Iron Man 3 did a good job with the villain, and I think Shang-Chi did a really good job, Shang-Chi the movie, did a really good job calling that out and really grounding and adding a humanity to this character yeah. who's never had it. Yeah. That said, there were, apparently there were also, like, 
so basically the movie is a just a big hot pot, if you will, of different aspects of Chinese culture across time and space, mm-hmm. and not all of it is accurate. I can't speak to all of that. Um, so, I mean, not to say this movie is without its faults. Like, there's definitely issues with it. Um, and it may not be the most accurate portrayal of things, but overall, I, I appreciated it and the way it, it spoke to the culture specifically. I mean, it's also, we gotta remember, it's a Marvel movie. Marvel's never gonna get it right, you know? It's never gonna be 100% correct. It's, it's just, it's, it's, gonna, it's a piece it's of pass. fiction. It's media. Like, I think a lot of the times we go into these movies expecting cinema. Mm-hmm. And while Marvel movies are a cinematic experience, they are not going to be top-tier, like, Oscar-worthy. Yeah types of movies you know they're definitely quality movies and we love that but at the same time they are often just fancy action movies yeah i was gonna say as far as like as origin stories go in the mcu this i think for me the top three origin stories are definitely iron man Mm one captain america one and black panther like those of those movie types top tier yeah this is not Thor. This is like Shang Chi is not Thor. No, I think, I think it was a better origin story than Doctor Strange. So I think this is like, if you look at just the origin stories of the MCU, this is top up there. This is very it de- good. It definitely ranks highly. It ranks highly yeah. in the Marvel movies for me. Um, yeah, I compared it to Captain Marvel, and like I said earlier, I don't like doing that because I don't want to compare the mm-hmm. the three we got. But I think for like, it, it's momentous for what it does and for what it represents. Definitely has its faults. It's not perfect. Um, but it's still a, just, it's a good movie. Yeah. It's just a it's good a time. Movie. <laughs> I love this movie. I left this movie and I was like, this was so good. And I texted you. <laughs> that was so good. <laughs> I was so Yeah, happy. I enjoyed it. Yeah. But I highly mm-hmm. recommend. Um, yeah. Do you want to talk about how you felt watching the movie? Or do you want to not touch on that? If any, Also, if anyone saw on Twitter or follows me specifically from the podcast on Twitter, which I don't think anyone does... Uh, I cried when I finished seeing this movie. I had the same reaction to this. Like, the credits rolled, and I immediately burst into tears. Like, not even just, like, the single cute tear. I was just, like, what is it? Ugly sobbing. I was, like, ugly sobbing for a second, which is the same reaction I had to Crazy Rich Asians. And the, the thing that I just kept thinking of is, like, I've clearly, I've been in this since 2008 because of this podcast i have watched every single thing the marvel marvel has put out maybe missing like one or two things i don't know but like the fact that i've been in this for so long and i've seen literally everything um and they finally had a movie that like spoke to me or acknowledged this this existence i i started crying because like in the end in the final fight it was it was utter chaos. It's it's every Marvel final fight. There's the good guys throwing punches, and the bad guys. There's CGI everywhere, and I started tearing up because like I know this Marvel movie. I know exactly where we are in the origin story, and this is the first time it looked like me. Like this is the first time I felt Marvel recognized me, and I started getting choked up. And then the movie ended, and I started crying. It alarmed all of my friends. <laughs> it alarmed me. I didn't think I was gonna have that reaction, uh, but here we are. <laughs> And the thing is, it's not like, 
I don't know why I always have to feel like I have to get so defensive when I like anything mainstream Asian America puts out. It's not like I thought this was the best movie I've ever seen in my entire life. It just, it got to me. <laughs> Listen, representation matters. And finally yeah. seeing yourself on screen is no small thing to, like, scoff at. Like, yeah, there are more important issues than representation, but representation yeah. is something that we care about on this podcast because they're... Yeah. Because it is reflective of how society sees us as, like, humans. Yeah. And also, especially, I think, because the the fandom culture the MCU has, it's nice to finally be included. Yeah. Like, I bet I'm gonna cosplay as Shaoling at some point in my life, you know? Like, I have these options now. I don't just have to be Wong. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like, it's just, it's nice. It's nice to... I completely understand where you're coming from. I know I'm not going to judge you for crying. Like that's, that's a valid response to seeing a movie like this, especially with how much time and effort and money we have put into this franchise. It's completely like understandable why you would feel that way. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate that. And especially since the only other like Asian thing that we had was like iron fist and it wasn't even Asian. Like, yeah. Yeah. (sighs) So, God, not that, like, I feel like Shang-Chi could have opened a door for Iron Fist. I know. I think if they had done Iron Fist better, they would have. I was wondering, like, a very small part of me was like, is Colleen about to show up I in this? I want Colleen to show up. I want Colleen back. I think that she deserves to come back. Uh, and I, I think know. that Shang-Chi is the perfect place for her to come back. I know. Just her. No one else is invited. No one From else. Iron Fist. Maybe Misty, just Colleen. But specifically, this is an invitation for Colleen. But yeah, um, yeah. That is that is how we feel. Um, mm-hmm. Overall, see this movie. It was really good. I think it actually like yeah. broke a record this weekend, um, or it was projected yeah. to break a record this weekend. We will maybe update with next week's episode. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, this was a very fun, good movie, and mm-hmm. I'm glad that like whatever experiment they were trying to play on this movie <laughs> probably was very successful. Yeah, it definitely paid off. Um, and yeah, so mm-hmm. I guess with that, we'll be with you till the end of the line. You can follow me on Twitter at the Sabrina Pat. You can follow Lily at Lily underscore Rugo. You can follow the podcast at EM Fangirls. And you can check out our website, earthsmightiestfangirls.com, and email us at emfangirls at gmail.com. Let us know what you thought about uh, Shang-Chi. And um, always, as always, you can follow me on TikTok, if you so please, mm-hmm. at some fangirl. And <laughs> um, we are on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, all those places. If you like this episode, if you liked any other episode, just like leave us a little review, a little comment, and uh, rate us on there because it would really help us out. Thank you to Dexter Britton for letting us use their Wonderland, and thanks to us for editing and producing.